to season two of the Chronicles of the Raven podcast. Yay, awesome. All right. This episode, we're going to talk about the Dover Demon from Dover, Massachusetts, and we're also going to talk about the Chupacabra. And on alternative eating, we're going to talk about plant-based chicken nuggets for a second time around, but we're going to have different brands. These ones are Morningstar Farms and Raised and Rooted Plant-Based Nuggets. So let's talk about the Dover Demon. Cryptids.fandom.com states, the Dover Demon is a small humanoid reported from Dover, Massachusetts. It was the subject of an intensive scare during the 1970s when multiple witnesses came forward with their sightings. The Dover Demon is described as looking sort of like a gray variety of alien, except that it has skin of a rosy orange instead of sickly gray. The Dover Demon has a large head on a small stick-like body. It can be bipedal, but it can often travel on all fours or switch back and forth between two modes of locomotion. It has eyes that glow, sometimes orange, sometimes green. It does not seem to wear any clothing unless the clothing fits tightly and is the same color as its body. Unlike the greys, the Dover Demon does not seem to be associated with UFOs. It just wanders around on its own. The bizarre tale begins at 10.32 p.m. on April 21st as three 17-year-olds, Bill Bartlett, Mike Mazoka, and Andy Brody are traveling north on a farm street. Bartlett, who is behind the wheel, of the Volkswagen spots something creepy along the low wall of the loose stones on the left side of the road. At first, he thinks the image is a dog or a cat until his headlights shine on it and he realizes it's nothing he's ever seen before. The figure slowly turns its head and stares right in the light, its two large, round, glassy, lidless eyes shining brightly like two orange marbles. His watermelon-shaped head, resting at the top of a thin neck, is the size of the rest of its body. Except for its oversized head, the creature is thin, with long, spindly arms and legs. The skin is hairless and peach-colored, and appears to have rough texture, like wet sandpaper, Barlett subsequently tells zoologist Lauren Coleman. Standing no more than three and a half to four feet tall, the figure is shaped like a baby's body with long arms and legs. It had been making its way along the wall, its long fingers curling around the rocks when the car lights surprised it. Unfortunately, neither of Bartlett's companions see the creature. The sightings last only a few seconds and before Bartlett can speak, the car leaves the scene. Then the creature is gone. Bartlett drops his friends off and goes to his Walpole Street home, visibly upset He walks through the door and his father asks him what's wrong. Bartlett relays the story and later sketches what he's seen. Around midnight, 15-year-old John Baxter leaves his girlfriend Kathy Cronin's house at the south end of Miller Road. Then Baxter starts walking up the street on his way home. Half an hour later, after he walked about a mile, 
he observes someone approaching him. Because the figure is short, Baxter assumes it's an acquaintance of his, M.G. Bouchard, who lives on the street. John calls out and no response. Baxter and the figure continue to approach each other until finally the latter stops. Baxter then halts as well and asks, who is that? The sky is dark and overcast and he can only see a shadowy figure trying to get a better look. Baxter takes one step forward and the figure scurries off to the left, running down a shallow wooded gully up the opposite bank. As the figure runs, Baxter hears its footsteps on the dry leaves. He follows the figure down the slope, then stops and looks across the gully. There he sees the creature, standing in silhouette about 30 feet away, its feet molded around the top of a rock several feet from a tree. The creature's body reminds Baxter of a monkey's, except for its dark figure eight shaped head. Its eyes, two lighter spots in the middle of the head, are looking straight at Baxter, who after a few minutes begins to feel uneasy. Realizing he has never seen such a creature before and fearing what it might do next, he backs carefully up the slope, his heart pounding. He then walks very fast down the road to the intersection at Farm Street. There, a couple passing in a car picked him up and drove him home. And we'll be right back with alternative eating right after this. The Chronicles of the Raven Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Alternative Eating, where we can find the best pescatarian, vegan, or vegetarian foods for the best taste and the best bang of your buck. So let's get started and check out what we got today. First up, we have raised and rooted meatless chicken nuggets. These ones are cooked at 400 degrees for 12 minutes and counted up 10 nuggets for a total of 499 at your local supermarket. So let's have a taste and find out how wonderful these guys are. I'll tell you right now, they look so great, they look wonderful just frozen, but I can't bite them when they're frozen. So we're gonna have to cook them and find out how wonderful they taste. So it is very difficult to come across a meatless chicken nugget that is so close to the identity of a meat chicken nugget. However, the raised and rooted chicken nuggets are absolutely wonderful in my opinion. They are nice and fluffy on the inside. The breading on the outside is not so cumbersome. You can enjoy it and still feel like you're enjoying your favorite chicken nuggets that you get from your favorite local fast food restaurant. They are absolutely wonderful. And I gotta say, I'll give them a 10 out of 10. Straight up, 10 out of 10. They're absolutely wonderful. Next up, we have the Morningstar Chicken Nuggets. These ones were cooked at 375 degrees for 16 minutes with a total of 15 nuggets for a total of $4.39 at your local supermarket. Now, just frozen, I can tell you that these look like 
meatless Cadbury eggs. They're just, they're, they look like eggs, but they're meatless chicken nuggets. So I can't wait to try this. Let's find out. Right when I opened the oven, I smelled this wonderful scent of chicken nugget and spices, but it's all meatless, which is absolutely crazy. So I had a bite and it was all such a good blend. And even the aftertaste, there was a little bit of spice, like a little bit of spiciness on my tongue. It was actually really good. So I have to say, these were great, but not nearly as wonderful as raised and rooted meatless chicken nuggets. So I will give these an eight out of 10. Great, but not absolutely wonderful. Don't go away, we'll be right back with more of the Chronicles of the Raven. Welcome back, everybody, to the Chronicles of the Raven podcast. This time, we're going to be talking about the Chupacabra, or the Goat Sucker. Chupacabra sightings first occurred in Puerto Rico in 1995, and were soon echoed throughout Latin America. Initial reports focused on the goat suckers preying on livestock. By 1996, the press enterprise was reporting sightings in Fontana and Paris. In 2013, Chupacabra sightings were reported in Redlands northeast of Box Springs Mountain. Officials said the Redlands reports appeared to be of coyotes with mange. On a foggy morning, Carrie Shucker's cat raced into his riverside home, terrified of something outside. Quote, this thing was standing out there looking at me, said Shucker, a private contractor who lives at the base of Box Springs Mountain, which divides Monero Valley and Riverside. It was the ugliest looking thing. Shucker said the hairless creature glaring at him about 80 or 90 feet away had a tail like a rat or a possum with rippled pinkish skin, teeth jutting both up and down out of its jaws and was at least two feet or more longer than the biggest coyote you've ever seen. Quote, I yelled at it in deep voice, get out of here, Shucker said. The creature snarled at him, then made as if to leave. But before it did, it turned back toward Shucker, snarling and chattering one more time. Quote, it was cussing me out, basically. I stole its breakfast. It was hungry for my cat, Shucker said. This was no coyote by any means. In the Rocky Box Springs Mountain Territory, residents say they believe that the strange wild animal they've encountered since the beginning of the year is the legendary chupacabra. Quote, I thought that was the strangest looking animal I've ever seen, said MJ Blunt, a retired child consultant. She saw the creature for the first time eating fruit from a tree in a front yard. Quote, the ears of a deer, long snout, no hair, tail like a rat, long hindquarters, she said. I thought it might be a sick coyote, a sick wolf, but it had too many different characteristics from any of them. Tom Brundage, an inventor of fire-resistant paint additives and insulation, 
first saw the creature in an area burned in the opera fire. Quote, We're looking at it dead on. It has a body like a chihuahua stretched out with a large thoracic cavity, Brundage said. And it has huge hind legs. It has a very narrow rat-like face with undulations in it, more like a marsupial. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to come back to the next Chronicles of the Raven.